Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ooh, let's talk about Revolve. Could Revolve for me in terms of marketing and positioning is like the Andrew Tate of brands, okay? Um, I don't like talking about them because I feel like even by mentioning them, I continue to perpetuate their philosophy. Um, But I think it's important to mention because at some point somebody needs to start going against the grain. And it seems like the people that do not align with the marketing practices of Revolve are people that are brand side professionals. So like most influencers are obsessed with Revolve. And I think that certain practices that Revolve has and a lack of maybe education or awareness on the influencer side of why it's wrong continues to perpetuate their unethical marketing practices. So Revolve is a brand that has been doing what they recently did at New York Fashion Week for a very long time. If you're not familiar, Revolve, it has been exposed essentially that Revolve is paying creators with clothing credit. So they give you a quite literally a gift card and they're like, hey, pick all these items that you want for $2,000 and, you know, come to our event wearing this stuff and like take pictures and things like that. All of which, by the way, all of that are opportunities to get paid, okay? Event attendance, you can be paid to attend an event. Um, Taking photos and creating content at an event. If you didn't know, you can charge for that, okay? Um, You know, getting compensated if you're traveling, like, you know, whether it's using the public transportation or using your own gas, to travel to an event, like you can be compensated for that considering that the brand is ethical and has the integrity to do so, which Revolve just does not have. I mean, as early as like 2017, 2018, I actually want to say, yeah, 2018, we've seen Revolve participate in questionable as fuck marketing strategies and continue to build um, a obsessed cult of a very specific consumer. Um, When they first started doing their like revolve around the world press trips, there was a specific type of person on those trips. She looked a certain way. She behaved a a certain way. She had a certain personality, a certain image. 
And this is where I want to say that when brands pick influencers for certain activations, like when they pick you to attend an event, they're picking you because they think that you're their their target audience. And that because you are their target audience, that the community you have built is also an extension of people that would be their potential target audience. That's why you're selected to go to an event. Okay. In addition to the fact that like, chances are, especially by Revolve standards, you probably have like a large community and you have a very engaged community there. You've built a lot of loyalty, which is a huge asset. You have a recognizable personal brand, which is your biggest asset, not just as a human being, but also in traditional businesses. We've seen this with Apple. We've seen this with um, Microsoft. And we've also recently seen it with Instagram and Adam Masseri being a huge, huge asset to the brand of Instagram. So your brand identity as an influencer your likeness, your image, your personality, your voice, all those things are part of your personal brand. It's a huge, it's your biggest asset, especially as an influencer. Um, and, you know, that's why they're inviting you to, to come to an event or participate in certain branded moments. Even when brands pay you to create content for them, they're paying you because they're like, oh, she would totally use our product. She is the target audience for our product. That's why they work with you. Um, and Revolve has had this, this same issue of paying creators with nothing. I have received confirmation from people I trust, although I don't really have a ton of detail on this, that Revolve does in fact pay certain creators over others. It is a very small percentage of people that they choose to compensate, but they do pay. I don't, entirely know in what capacity. I'm going to assume that it's stuff like paying for flights, paying for food on a trip, paying for not maybe like compensating the person for attending something, but rather um, covering the expenses associated with the attendance. So Revolve is a very problematic brand. I mean, revolve around my fucking bills, okay? Revolve around this dumpster fire. Revolve around this ass, okay? Um, It is an issue. However, the bigger issue also is that they're continuing to be able to get away with practices where they're giving creators a $2,000 clothing credit in exchange for technically like paid opportunities, like event attendances or content creation or going on a trip or, you know, being featured on a panel or having your own collection or things like that. Um, And in some senses, they have made some progress, you know, with Remy Bader having her own collection. um, And they have since on their trips hired creators of varying different backgrounds, varying different races and body types. But the overarching principle of the marketing remains the same. We will give you X amount of stuff for free. You will do this for us. And of course, with a brand that big, there's a contract involved, meaning that you sign a contract to do free work in exchange for gifts that you are still being taxed for. Because if you receive over a certain, I think it's like a several hundred dollars worth of gifts, you are taxed then on those gifts that you receive. So then there's also that component. It's a huge problematic, like I said, dumpster fire, okay? So there's that side of things. Now let's talk about the influencer side of things. 
there is a lack, despite the fact that there are a fuck ton of influencer coaches at this point, there still still seems to remain a lack of understanding that you don't need to be doing that for free. I don't care how big the fucking brand is. And two, you were more, you were giving away more than just your content creation skills. You were giving away a very, 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 very expensive asset. And that is your personal brand. And you were just giving it, giving the license to that away to a brand that has undergone crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. And then your likeness and your image and your values are now associated with that forever. There are certain creators that every single time a Revolve thing comes out, I always am like, oh man, I was hoping it wasn't going to be you. And like a little bit of respect that I have for them kind of like dwindles away. I understand as a consumer why you would want to make the choice of being like, that's fine. I'll take the $2,000 gift card. I'll get clothes that I would buy anyway. And I'll go to this event and I'll network, right? I understand why you would do that. But there are certain ramifications that when you accept that kind of opportunity, it has greater ramifications, not just for you, but for other influencers. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just like too empathetic. I don't know. But for me, it's like, I don't want somebody to go through that either. So like, that's fucking fine. Like I'll, I'll buy clothes from Revolve if I need to, or find a way to get compensated for this or, you know whatever I need to do, build relationships with whoever I need to build in order to get paid to go to this event. But it has greater ramifications, not just for you, but other creators. And that's why we continue to be in this cycle of like creators not being paid by brands in general, because brands, other brands are looking to revolve like, oh, they're getting away with this gifting strategy. Man, that was easy. We need to do the same thing. Fuck the fact that we just got $15 million in funding that we could devote to influencer marketing. No, fuck that. Let's just send them all gifts. They're going to say yes because they just said yes to Revolve. So easy peasy lemon squeezy. We're going to generate sales basically for free because it costs them not nearly as much to give away product than to pay you. Because when they pay you, then they're expecting a certain ROI. They're expecting certain things from you. But when they don't pay you and they give you clothes or they give you gifts for free, there's not as high of expectations. It's just like, oh yeah, we gave this to you for free. I mean, if you generate sales for us, great, cool. We didn't have to pay for that. But, you know, there's also less expectations for your, there's less expectations for your influence and there's less respect for your influence when you get gifts in exchange for having to create content or give licensing to your personal brand um, and usage rights and things like that. So... The unfortunate part here, and this is what like 1% of creators are doing that the other 99% are not. The 1% of creators that value their personal brand and understand that like this is their full-time fucking income, they are mindful of what kind of brands they associate with because that's going to be attached to their reputation. That could create a crisis management situation like we talked about before with um, Kendall Jenner and Pepsi. And they're just more mindful of the opportunities they take and don't take. Like, does it sound, you know, man, 
that was $2,000 worth of clothes. Like, fuck. Had to turn down that opportunity. Yeah, it's a hard thing to turn down. It's not easy. But you have one person who turns it down. You have another person who turns it down. You have another person who turns it down. and keeps other people start turning this down. Then they won't be able to do and get away with this anymore. But the more people that accept it, the more this continues to be perpetuated. And I think the root of this issue is that not a lot of people are talking about what influence actually is. Influence is not self-serving, like, uh, like people often think about influencers. It's not about you. It's about the people that you are impacting. It's the people that you're trying to connect with. It's the people who you want to help now that you have experience with something or now that you've changed something or now that you've tackled a difficult issue or, you know, found a passion for something. You're like, man, I wish I had this when I was younger. So I'm going to be that person for someone else. That's what influence is. It's literally not about you (laughs) at all. The whole purpose that even though you are the face of your own influence, It's still about other people. That's what influencing is. Otherwise, you're just creating content and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. People make money off of that. People have a job doing that. But it's not influence because influence is not self-serving. And I think that a lot of people want to be influencers but don't understand what goes into it and don't understand that it's a very community-minded job. You're literally building a community. You're not amassing a following. You're not trying to earn a status. You're trying to help people. It's an emotional component. You're trying to connect with people. Um, And it normally does come from a difficult place. It maybe comes from a place of trauma or comes from a place of inexperience or comes from a place of of lack of confidence with something. Um, And then that pushed you to like learn more about something or, you know, tackle an issue. and, And then you start gaining, you know, confidence in whatever it is that you lacked confidence in before and now you're able to bridge that gap for other people whether educationally or entertaining or you know inspire people or motivate them or empower them however you do it whatever the emotion it is that you want them to feel but creators that in my opinion that accept you know this kind of this kind of stuff usually are also the same people that are complaining that they're not making enough money as a creator or as an influencer. And it's because the other component is, is if you really have a loyal community and you are very community first and community minded and understand that influence is about others and serving your audience, you're going to naturally be pushed to diversify your income by helping them with things. Maybe you launch a product. Maybe you go find some investors to like invest in a brand idea that you have that can help people with whatever it is that you're known for. Maybe um, you have like digital or passive products. Maybe you start offering a service if it's like coaching or, you know, fitness training or helping people understand skincare ingredients or making a skincare product for them or something. Like at the end of the day, there is a diversification of income amongst all successful creators. Even you can look from like a celebrity to somebody like, you know, I use her all the time too as an example, to somebody like Serena Kerrigan who like, yeah, she goes to events and she makes money from brand deals, but she has also catered to her community in other ways directly from her 
and by creating a product-based business that solves an issue for people that creates more confidence within themselves about something. Um, and so after you realize that like the whole point of influence is impacting other people's lives, you stop grappling for every single straw of a brand deal or brand opportunity that comes through because you realize that like there's more to your purpose than brand deals, especially those that don't fucking pay you with anything more than a gift card. Cause like imagine bringing that to your leasing office and asking them to cash that in for rent for next month. I mean, laughable even just to think about, you need to always keep in mind that even though an opportunity sometimes may sound great, you are not doing this for you. You are doing this for other people. <laughs> Nobody said this job was going to be easy. And I think that social media makes it seem easy. Oh, look how much PR I got. Or look like what attendant uh, events I'm attending. And none of that guarantees that these people have money in their bank account. And I have the data to prove it because I have intake form on intake form on intake form of people who applied to become signed talent with mob management. And I'm not trying to expose anybody. That's not the point here. But I'm going to tell you right now, roughly about 1% of all the creators that have applied to become signed talent with me are making less than the income threshold that they need to be making in order to hire a manager. Considerably less. Considerably less. And most of these people have anywhere from 150,000 followers to a million and in some cases over so like their follower count within the threshold of where typically they would start getting scouted by agents and managers but financially they're not ready for that and usually the warning sign for me is where is the diversification of income and how are you getting brand deals and what are those brand deals getting you are they getting you free stuff or are they getting you properly fairly compensated wages for the work that you're doing because this is a job that you're doing this is your career right so I think the moral of the story is that start trying to move on from some of these opportunities that I call shiny objects, where it's appealing from the outside, but when you start describing it to somebody else and answering the question of like, so what's in it for you? You can't say anything more than like, I got gifts for it, or I got $100 for it. Like respect yourself, <laughs> for lack of a better term respect yourself because these brands are respecting themselves so much they don't want to respect you okay <laughs> you need to respect yourself because the brands are not going to do it for you you start commanding not demanding but commanding more money uh, helping people understand why you're worth it because you have a strong personal brand, because you have talent in something, because you have knowledge in something, because you're known for something. And the proof to back it up. And it's much more lucrative for a brand to pay you when you come to them with that, as opposed to, I have 100,000 followers, so I deserve to be paid. No, you're going to get a gift 
Prove them that you have something more to offer. Prove them that you actually care about the people that you're influencing. Prove them that your goal here is to impact other people's lives and integrate their brand into that story. And and start turning down the fucking Revolve stuff. We got to shut that shit down, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.